the Minipod with your host, Drew Minnick. Welcome to episode 13 of the Minipod with Drew Minnick. Well, right now it seems uh, at this time that the MLB season is in jeopardy uh, because of what's happened the past few days. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, the Marlins, Miami Marlins, have, as of right now, tested positive 17 players uh, including players and coaches 17 on the team have tested positive for COVID-19 so let's just take you back a little bit of the timeline uh, so you can kind of understand the full picture of this so right now it is Wednesday this you need to go back to last Friday so like about five days ago I think so what happened was there were three players who tested positive uh, for COVID on Friday, which would have been, I think, their second game of the season, maybe. I think maybe, yeah, first or second. So they decided they, the team, like, all, it was in a, I guess, the group message, and they all felt comfortable to keep playing. Um, the guys who were positive did not play. One of the guys who was positive was their I think their second starter or their guy who was starting the second game so he got scratched from the game right makes sense wouldn't play if you have test positive anyway so those three guys tested positive they kept playing they had internal discussion said hey we still we still want to play so they kept playing then on it would have been Saturday uh, more Sunday, Saturday night, but Sunday morning, evening, whatever. It comes out that an, an additional um, four players tested positive. You're like, okay, that's not good. So then it had seven. Then I think it would have been early Monday, early Monday morning. It came out that an additional they did. They were doing multiple tests, rapid tests, you know that type of stuff. Uh, an additional uh, six it would have been four players and two more coaches so that put him at 13 I believe if my math is right but then now as we're sitting here now um, it's 17 total so 17 total players and coaches so if you think about that I mean I think there's like three coaches two or three coaches so really it's like 14 or 15 players so they have the Marlins and every team for that matter, and then will be has a 30-man roster, right? So that's like half your team. Now this season is different because they have they implemented a 60-man like taxi squad roster is kind of what they you know named it, um, where they have guys in there since because minor league baseball is not being played, they have an additional 30 guys who they can basically bring up and demote like whenever they want um so that's still on their like 60-man roster because for this exact reason because if you get some positive test you it's not like a oh we have three guys who does positive it's you know <clears throat> we're done no you just gotta fight through that you gotta bring up some players in your 60-man total roster and then we're and then once those guys test negative who tested positive you know then you're back back to where you were you can put them back down whatever it is um 
So that that's why there's a 60-man roster, but <laughs> that's a big difference when you test positive, when 14 or 15 players test positive. Because if you're hauling, if you're bringing up half of another team who's not, you know, they're not major league ready, most of them aren't, or they're out of their <clears throat> major league baseball playing career, they're older guys, whatever it is, you know, that kind of, if you play games that count then with that team, with half a team being minor leaguers, how does that, kind of what we've talked about before in the competitive balance of the of the game, that just completely swings it because then does that, that means the teams in the Marlins division has an advantage because they're playing the Marlins more because the schedule is, so you're playing, the schedule of the 60-game uh, season is, you are playing the four other teams in your division ten times, and then you're playing the other um, division in the other league. So if you're in AL in the NL, NL the AL, um, you're playing those teams twenty times. <clears throat> so, and that's for you know like location, because in baseball that's how it is. The location or the divisions are split up by locations, like AL East, AL South whatever you know um so and then you're just you would play your uh national league or american league counterpart 20 games so 40 games plus 20 games there that's where you get 60 games so anyway back to my point the teams in the marlins division they're like they're playing a lot of those games against the marlins right that mean they have they have a competitive advantage then because they're playing against a lesser team and they can kind of chalk up oh we'll probably win this game um, because you know we're playing against half of a minor league team you know what I mean so as of right now uh, the Marlins have their baseball MOB has postponed or they they didn't really say postponed it's basically canceled. The games through Sunday, the Marlins game through Sunday. All the other teams still playing. However, there's a few teams that also canceled their games, their next series, because this is where it gets into like contact tracing. So that they're trying to trace <clears throat> what all the places could have happened, where this could have happened, um, who it could have came from, uh, who has who have the Marlins played and passed it to. So the Marlins played the Phillies the first three games of the season, the first series. Um, so the Phillies were going to play the Yankees. Those games were canceled because, you know, for, for caution. Um, and then the Nationals were going to play the uh, Marlins, and Nationals were like, we're not playing them. We don't feel comfortable enough to play them, which makes sense. Why would you want to after all the positive tests that's happened? So... And then you can go back and they played what they called the uh, summer camp or like spring training 2.0. They played a few exhibition games. And the last two games the Marlins played were against the Braves. And there were two catchers who had coronavirus-like symptoms. However, they did not test. They thought maybe they had gotten it from that, these two catchers. And then that's how it kind of it was, you know, it spread like wildfire after that. But actually, it came out that those two catchers, were, they just had colds. So they didn't have COVID. So no one really knows where the where coronavirus came from uh, when the Marlins got it. 
they could have gotten it from because they were they were not home when they played the Phillies. They were at Philadelphia, so they did not. Could they have gotten it while they were in Miami, or while they were in Philadelphia? You don't really know because <clears throat> it takes like it can take anywhere between two to fourteen days for symptoms to show up and for you to test to act the test to be accurate. Now it's an average of five, like five to six days or something. Not most likely, it's not going to be fourteen days till like symptoms show up. Or it, I think it's more like five or six is average. So you don't, but that's still a good amount of time. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know who you're getting it from. That's very difficult. So, but as of right now, they've administered tests to the Phillies, and so far they've got no positive tests or um, positive test results. So. What does that mean? Well, that's that's a good step forward. That's a good thing because that means you can be able to, whether or not most likely the guys who were playing that day had COVID during that time, they were, I think most of them have been asymptomatic when they were playing the Phillies. But that means that you can play baseball and it can be safe and for you not to pass it to the other team, which is... <clears throat> which I've said that before. I think baseball is a game where you're not going to pass it. If you do the right things and not, and you with uh, you follow the guidelines that they've put into place, you're not, there's not a high probability that you're going to uh, pass it to someone. Now, you always, stuff can happen, so you can always do that. It can always, it's not a for sure thing, but I think this shows that it's at least not 100% like, oh, if you play a team who has COVID or you just don't know if they have it, you're weary of it, whatever, it's not like 100%, oh, you're going to get it from them if you play them. Not exactly, you know, not exactly. So that's the main, that's kind of what's happened. It was crazy. Monday, Sunday, my phone, you know, got the ESPN notification to go four players. So I it, oh, uh, four more players. Oh, uh, they hit 17 now. It's like, well, this was, this was insane, you know. Um, but <laughs> all the other games went on as planned. White Sox had a doubleheader, lost by one run and two runs. You know, they need to step it up a little bit, but everyone else was playing. So that's how, that's how it went. Um, so <clears throat> now also during this time it came out, I guess it didn't really come out, but the NFL said that, you know, we're not, we're not going to do a bubble. We're not planning on do a, doing a bubble, which I mean, I felt like that was pretty obvious <laughs> anyway because, one, they are still for sure holding out that they can get at least some fans in the games. I know college is still 100% like, you know, for the 80,000 80, to 100,000 uh, fans that can fit in most uh, college stadiums, you know, they're like, if we can fit, I think they're, they're wanting to get about 15, 20% of fans in, uh, in stadiums. So, colleges are for sure still hoping that they can get some revenue from that. NFL a little less so, but they're still wanting, they're still holding out. So they're not going to do a bubble, you know, situation. They're they're not even not until they absolutely have to, and even if they have to, they might not even um, do a bubble because in football it doesn't really make as much, not as much sense. It make you want a bubble, you need a bubble um, for anything to. For it to, if you don't want positive tests, which is what the NBA is doing, but I think it's a lot harder to do a bubble. 
um, because the, the I think the biggest thing is this. The NBA had already played a majority of their season, so they've gotten a lot of that revenue from it. They can kind of – they just needed the playoffs, um, the, a few games and then the playoffs, whereas um, – and and there was the, – the, the deals they had to make um, with the players was easy to make because, yeah, we want to just finish our season. We're not going to be in a bubble, like, forever. You know, we just want to finish the season, crown a champion, and let's move on to the, to the offseason, right? Whereas baseball and football are different because you're playing your whole season in the bubble, right? And you don't know exactly what that's going to entail because it's going to be different because you have to then change how your contracts are written, how, you know, everything is set up because it's the whole season. It's not just like, oh, it's just a few games in the postseason, you know, it's not, it's not like that. So it's, it's fairly different because there's also not all 30 teams in the NBA in the bubble. I think it's like 23 maybe. So it's still a lot, but still, it's not all 30 teams. So it's just, it's a lot less likely to happen and it's a lot harder for it to happen Um, because you just have to account for, I mean, and NFL rosters are pretty, (laughs) pretty large. Uh, I think they're like 54 three or 54 guys so like you can't it, it's just it's a lot harder because if you're gonna have all those teams with all those guys and all the personnel that you have on the teams it's I does the bubble then just fail at that point like if it's not doing its job if then you're getting so I don't know it's I think I think when they said oh why isn't the NFL considering the bubble it's like well it kind of seems kind of obvious that they wouldn't consider it just because logistically it might be it looks pretty difficult you know like and i'm sure they could figure stuff out and maybe they want to do what they want to do like divisions they could have oh okay division here but then you have to change the schedule okay if you're fine with if you have to accept to change the schedule which i think at this point you do you need to if the nfl really wants to have a season they should look into at least like hub cities like maybe like four hub cities where they can count as bubbles, where they play, they play the teams in that hub, and then there's like, like one time they travel, like once or twice they travel, um, to like a different, or something, you know, because you can't play all the teams if if you have four hubs, you know, that's eight teams in the hub. That's only, you know, you play everyone in the hub. That's like seven, you know. I think there's thirty-two teams. Yeah, thirty-two teams in the NFL. So you can't like. You know, you can't just play seven games and be like, oh, there's a season. No, you'd have to, like, switch it up or something And unless you want to play every team twice, which you could do that. It wouldn't be as much as a uh, – I don't think that's as good because you're not playing all the, as much as many teams and you don't know. But you could do play every team twice. That's 14 games, you know. They could do – they could look something like that. Um, but I think there's a lot – uh, still left to talk about and the thing with NCAA football and NCAA athletics in general um, most of what a lot of teams or a lot of sports are moving till the spring that normally would be played in the fall which I mean yeah you're probably going to have to do that but football is still holding out because they can't really move it to the spring because that completely like we've said on the, on the past mini pod there's a lot of talk about 
about that, and it just doesn't really work because you're not going to have your high-level, high-profile players playing because they're not going to be playing a college football season two months before or whatever they get drafted. It's not going to happen, right? So um, the NCAA still has a lot to talk about, a lot to figure out. They have just (laughs) – just they're still pushing it back because that recently they were were planning on making a decision by the end of July – and they're like, well, we're just going to push that back a little bit because <laughs> they, they don't know, which, I mean, not a lot of people do know what's what to do. So, And the thing is, if you have – now, right now, I will say this. Right now, the teams that have – and the colleges, the players that have gone back for, like, voluntary workouts, right, for football, because um, most of the other sports have been pushed back to the spring so really it's just football i think that's doing workouts and what's happened is at the beginning then a lot of players coming back to campus tested positive for covid um which kind of made sense and was expected and now they're having very few if not if like zero positive tests for covid so it's and that's because when they are on campus, they're kind of in. They kind of make their own bubble on campus, right? However, when you have students, when the students come back to campus, bubble, it's it's not not there. It's done. So and and if you want to say, oh well, just have the students do online online classes. Why don't you just do that? Because then you can have the players, the athletes, be on campus, be, do their bubble, do all that. I understand that's that's a good thought, but the MC, the NCAA could do that. It's not like that's something they is against, you know, the law or whatever. But when you're having players and athletes and football, and specifically football players, on campus to play football, and they're unpaid athletes, and the students who they are a student athlete. They're students. They are on campus while all the other students are off campus and doing online learning. Like that's they would get just blasted for that. Like it would be it would be you can't do any you can't do that. You can't be making millions of dollars off of them playing and put them at that type of risk unless you're having the school the the, the campus open and the students come back. You you can't do that. I mean, they they physically can technically, but like you just, I'm sorry, but that that's not gonna happen. So you can't, and you can't, you're not gonna be able to move. And I think it's even, I think it's even. Uh, there's people who have, who have tried to say, oh well, then okay, let's do like hub places for like conferences, like let's do ACC go to like uh, South Carolina or something, and we'll have all the teams there. Well, we can do that. You know, Big Ten. Let's go to Ohio and we'll quarantine and have a bubble there for the Big Ten Conference, right? Like that's even, I'd say that's even worse because then you're mandating, you're telling your athletes, your student athletes, okay, we're moving, we're making you come here, making you come here to play football. You're not even, you don't even get to be on your campus. You're, we're making you come here uh, to play and that, and you have to stay here. You can't leave. Like, I'd say that's even worse. And, yeah, when you're a college athlete, you're being told a lot to do and you follow what you're being told, but, like, you can't. If you're not a professional athlete, if you're not 
making money if you can't i just don't see how that's gonna happen i i, I honestly don't um so that's really really it from that that standpoint uh, when you look at the ncaa and what they're trying to work through and i mean I, as of right now i i have very little hope maybe uh maybe they can get through it if i'm being honest my what i think is going to happen is they're going to get through probably one or two games uh three probably would be the max and at that point they're going to have spikes of cases um and what's going to happen is they're going to do one of two things they're just going to post they're just going to postpone because they've already got a little bit of leeway um with most which I feel like most conferences should do conference only schedule. They haven't come out with that. Only Pac-12 and Big Ten have so far, but I think all of them should, Power 5 at least. So that gives you a little bit more leeway that you can have a couple, two, three weeks to push back games, whatever. But then I think they're going to postpone after like two or three weeks. And then if it spikes again, they might be they might be done after that. I don't know. I just I don't have a lot of faith that they'll be able to get it done just because there's a lot of undones with that. And if you're traveling, I mean, just look at look at the MLB. It's the travel is what just does not make sense. It's that's really what it is because you actually go back to the Marlins, right? They and they've said this. They they Miami is like one of the epicenters of the of COVID. Like there are so many cases in Miami. Miami broke. Uh, I think it was like last week or the week before. In one day, they had more positive COVID-19 cases than South Korea did this whole time. In one day, they had as many. So just saying that Miami is like the epicenter of like COVID right now, right? And they felt, the players said they felt more comfortable playing and being in their own place in Miami than traveling and playing at other places. Now, Please ask me how that's possible. That they felt more comfortable in there, and it's because you have that you have your routine, your guidelines that you're following that the MLB has put into place, and you do not when you go when you travel other places, you're you're staying at hotels, you're doing things that you normally wouldn't have been doing if you're at your home base, you know, and getting tested and and cleaning and sanitizing, and doing all this stuff where you can't follow, you can't do that same type of thing when you're on the road and when you're going staying at other places so they felt more comfortable like i said <laughs> at a place where there's tons of covid around them so i don't know i just think the less traveling the better so when you get teams in one area you quarantine them then you start the season but like i said football it's very complicated and i don't think that that would be able to happen if they can figure out a way for that to happen then by all means do it but it just seems very unlikely at that point so that's that's really what's going on with the right now i mean the nba nba starts their first like bubble games or their first i don't know what you call them they're not regular season games secondly because i don't think they're but whatever it is they schedule those first games i think it's tomorrow's the first game play games played i think uh, Thursday, so you know they're they're going full steam ahead because they're not getting any you know positive tests because the bubble is working. 
So, and I think that people are going to look back at the NBA because when this started, there's a lot of talk of, uh, oh, is this a tainted championship? You know, while this type of I, I, when they look back at it, I don't think that's going to happen. If they can get through the full season, which I think the rest of the season, I think they will be able to because they've been doing their jobs correctly. Um, that it will be looked at as a complete champion because the just look at the MLB right now. They're having to postpone and cancel games, and it's going to be compared to uh, the NBA. And the NBA will, I think be able to get through it pretty cleanly and to crown a champion. So I don't think it's going to look be looked back as like, oh, they weren't a real champion. I don't think so. So I feel like bubble is really best way to go. I think that's why everyone's saying. So now to move, move uh, to something a little bit different topic. So this will probably be the last podcast for – a good amount of time. I don't really have a for sure timetable on it, but we're, we're not scrapping it completely or anything like that. But we're just taking a little bit of a break because <clears throat> one of the reasons is so I will be starting a new podcast. Yes, another one. But we're going to, this one will not be as often, of course. So, but we're starting. It'll be me, uh, two of my guys, two of my friends uh, back at college, Riley Landrum and Trace Gillis. And called loft thoughts and um so if you you know see that out there give it a download we we're gonna have our inaugural uh episode inaugural podcast um hopefully by this weekend uh, it'll be out so should be on at that point should be on you know all podcast platforms um i'll take a little bit more of a back role more of a producer role you know editing doing stuff like that won't be as much hosting you know talking as much which is why you know we'll still have the mini pod for the mini pod listeners because if there's certain stuff you know especially i don't know if those guys want to talk a time about ohio state on that podcast fine by me but if we have the ohio state football season which i hope we do you can guarantee it will be talked about on the mini pod that is guarantee i'm giving you the guarantee so you know that's uh <clears throat> That's what's kind of happening. Uh, should be pretty, should be pretty fun, pretty cool. Um, I think it'll, it'll definitely be easier because one, when I'm by myself, I've done a few podcasts by myself. Definitely not easy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, when you're talking to a room of no one, not the easiest. Uh, the other thing is we. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have guests. We'll figure that all out. But even when you have guests, one guest on, you know, you're making questions, you know, you're trying to, in, you know, get some whatever thought. I don't know. It's just harder <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. So hopefully the three of us, we can uh, put out some good content for you guys. Um, so, yeah, loft thoughts, you know, just how you spell loft and thoughts, nothing really to that. Um and that's really it though so it'll be the last one for you know a good little bit at least probably until uh classes start again maybe a little after that just because you know there's going to be a lot moving in you know uh, who knows what's happening you know a lot of stuff's being pushed back so we'll figure that out and but hopefully this one uh 
be able to tide you over. You need to go back and listen to some more mini pods. You be sure to do that because I thought some of them that uh, I put out made with some guests were, were pretty good. I thought they were really solid. So, but anyway, thanks for listening to episode 13 of the mini pod.